episode 225 of Three Bears and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Colin, you're back. Yes, I'm back from a wee, a wee absence last week. We had a lovely Barry on last week. So yeah. he was, it was nice to talk to Barry again. I talked to him for a little while, so it was good to chat to him about all things movies. And he watched pretty a lot of stuff. I was surprised at how much Barry watched. But Barry is a bit of a machine, though. I think yeah. he does. Yeah, he does tend to watch a lot of Netflix, doesn't he? He kind of goes in crazy binges and, and he, he devours stuff over the course of a few days. I think if, uh, if, you, ask him, if you ask him what he's watched, he won't tell you anything. If you tell him, right, we need to watch these five films, he will get those five films done. Yeah, he'll, he'll do it. Like, he'll sit down, Stacey, get out of the way. I'm fucking watching these uh, films. <laughs> Bring me food. Yeah. <laughs> <Keep coming>. Annoyingly, <laughs> he gave up on the best film of the week that week. He gave up on Tick, Tick, Boom. So I was quite up to point by that he watched an hour of it and decided it wasn't for him which was a bit oh, upsetting I really like I've, I've still not talked up the courage yeah okay um, okay so yeah <laughs> I might um, oh I did watch um, the other one you recommended to me though what one was that well um, we'll get on to that saying first of all what are you drinking sorry <laughs> um, I'm drinking um, White Stable Bay Pale Ale which Ooh. is from the, the, the Farfersham Steam Brewery Ooh. Yeah, very nautical uh, in the front as well. We bought. It is. It, it's 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 described as a lively, um, a refreshingly light with a lively citrus aroma, and it is actually quite quite light. It's only four percent, so it's, it's a very very light beer, but it is kind of very pale, and there is kind of citrus notes. Where's it I'm from? Getting. Is it American, British, Scottish? Um, it's just Havershire, Havershire Brewery, so it's just an English. English All right, okay, fair English, enough. English brewer. Um, but yeah, it's quite nice. Um, what are you drinking? I've got one called. Uh, it's quite a funny bottle. It's called Text Me When You're Home. Oh, it's a bit saucy. Yeah, it's um, from the company called Mothership Brewery. Um, and I think they've done it as a sort of a special. Basically, every can they do to give a donation to the Rosa UK organisation, who are sort of a company, uh, sort of an organisation, a charity who sort of sort of push the rights of women, you know, the idea of to be able to walk home at night and not, you know, feel in danger, obviously. So, so yeah, it's sort of a... It's yeah. what it's, it's very nice beer, um, and if it's raising money for a good cause, then obviously that's also very commendable. Um, where's is it uh, an English brewery? Or I think it is because I'm, I'm just checking this now, so it's Mothership Brewery. I'm pretty sure it is British, um, because the, the email address for the comp for the charity is British, so I can only assume it is, um, it is British, but I'm just checking this now from where they are. Um, I'm not even sure, brewery location. Should have done this, but should have done this off mic, so we actually had yeah, this to you, stand. You but I, have, I didn't. But I do your gone. homework. Do your oh. homework. Only one I can find. Oh no, there's one in England. It's down towards maybe not actually. I can't actually find where it's from. To be honest, you can, that can be your homework. That can be your, your post pod homework is to find out where your beer was made. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Like you've got to wonder. Well, it's part of a female-owned brewery, and it's sort of um, so it's. Very much mm. like sort of try to like sort of push into that world where cool. beer has always been a very male sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So they're trying to sort of change that narrative. So I'm I'm liking sound this brewery. I don't, I'm, I have absolutely no idea where they're from. They do look English, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really generally don't know, unfortunately. So make enough money to I mean, how do they sustain themselves? Because I imagine it's quite an expensive business having a brewery. And there's so many now competing for business uh, that you wonder how how they're all surviving, don't you? You do. That's that's cut my. It, it, I guess it's all idea they have small batches and stuff like that, and and you know they're sort of making it maybe again starting off quite local. You know maybe sort of feeding the local economy first and trying mm. to get people to buy it there. Then if they get lucky, then they can start branching out. You know because yeah. you know for a long time you couldn't really get like innocent gun anywhere outside of really like essentially. Glasgow really couldn't it was sort of like very much yeah. a kind of, and then all of a sudden it became a sort of more widespread same with like obviously Brewdog's the biggest success story and things like that mm. but you also if you like Cold Town was in Edinburgh now it's sort of yeah. going across and things like that I so, guess I guess if you find a pub that's going to take you on even for a week or two then I guess that that's that's I did explosions because that's what happened where with the Cold Town one was wasn't it is we yeah. kind of found it in the Raven and it became a, a firm favourite um, yes Never had it since, strangely. Um, but we were yeah, actually, I was actually not far from the, the Cold Town Brewery in Edinburgh recently. I should have went in, oh. but I think I didn't. You, you should have went in and said, We, we endorse you. We endorse you, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next to your home, very nice. It's this is much, it's like six percent, so it's much stronger than yours. An IPA, um, it has a nice wee kick to it. I like it, it's good, cool. I'll enjoy that one. I've only got one can of it that came in my, my fancy beer box, so I'll have to try and find did, it. Did you else. get um, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and, and Guess that you've got a, a beer advent calendar? No, I have a Reese's no. Pieces one. No, you know, ah. beer, I think they're so expensive to get. And also, I don't drink a can of beer a day. I'm drinking like 
three a week at most. Yeah, yeah. We got um, Lorraine does the the Degusto box. Oh, um, nice. Which is like a monthly subscription. They send yeah. you a box full of like kind of snacks and stuff like that. But we got the advent calendar for that. Dude, this thing is fucking huge, man. Um, yeah, it's, take, it's taken up a full table. Um, it weighs, it's heavier than me. Um, we, we opened it yesterday and we got a packet of Stroop waffles. And this morning I opened it and we got um, some mustard, a jar of mustard. Right. So, also, so it's, it's, like it's, something, also, it's not like a meal on everyone. It's sort of like the. the no, the, no. Oh. It's just, just like a kind of jar of something or a, oh, you know, right, a packet okay. of biscuits or, you know, it's just kind of, kind of new products that are coming out and yeah. they'll, they'll kind of give you that. You're thinking of. Degusta, which is the actual meals. Degusto is different. That's like okay. So it's just like kind of samples of stuff that's. Ah, oh, right, gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But dude, th- this thing is fucking monstrous, man. Honestly, it's just so so big and well mental. I think, calendar. Although Alton Vines this morning, um, when I woke up, it was the first thing I done, um, I seen this this mustard, um, and I sent her a text saying, "Oh, well, we got Himalayan mustard," and I looked at it later on in the day, and it's not Himalayan mustard. It's um. It's just normal mustard. Like my eyes were quite wonky. <laughs> You've really understood, thinking, you know, because mustard is <laughs> mustard's not exciting, but Himalayan mustard is very exciting. And my, now it's my not. first thought was I didn't know I even had mustard in the Himalayas. So <laughs> you think you're drinking? You think you're getting like Nepalese mustard now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and I don't. It's just plain mm. old mustard. But it's, um, co- it, it's, a, it's a can of Coleman's mustard. Is what you've got essentially. <laughs> it's fancier than that, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just mustard. Uh, so okay. yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's not Himalayan, unfortunately. No. But yeah, it's just an exciting advent calendar to have. So I'm looking forward to, to our daily ventures with our new advent calendar. Maybe next year I'll get, a, I'll get a beer one, but this year, nah, no beer one next but year. But they are expensive. I think the one Lorraine got, I think that was like about 40, 50 quid yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a fucking advent calendar, which is insane because you could go right. to Poundland and buy 50 and just exactly. eat all the chocolate you want. Do you know what I mean? And I'd rather just buy, like, say, I could, if I'm going to spend 50 quid on beer, I'd just buy, buy a guaranteed beer I like as opposed to getting a bunch of cans I don't actually like that much. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's why I don't go for it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> We'll talk we'll first very quickly the non-cinema viewing or more specifically some stuff that's not on our main list of today. So what have you watched? You said you watched something I told you to watch. What did you what did you end up watching? Oh, um I ended up watching Passing. Um oh. because you, you were raving about passing. Uh, did you you were proper, you know, I love that film, well. wonderful film. Um, so on Netflix, so- it's about um two women in sort of 1950s, 1960s who are in New York. They're one is passing as a white woman, even though she has got black descent but she's married to a man who's exceptionally racist and um, she meets a friend from childhood who is sort of more living as a black woman she's married to a black man and it's sort of she's worried about how her the, the, the woman who's passing is white it's sort of scared that her friendship may expose her to, to her husband as being of a different race yeah that will basically impose her world equally there's sort of a very much an attraction between the two of them there's a friendship there's even possibly a love interest between the two of them it's sort of it's hinted at it's sort of a mm, the, love, yeah. the love affection for each other yeah um so yeah, I, I thought it was a wonderful, Ruth Negger and Tessa Thompson, who are in yeah. it, they play the two women, um, and I thought it was a wonderful film, I really enjoyed it, and now you, I pray to God you don't just shit on this film now, because I loved um, it, I thought it was wonderful. I won't shit on it, but I thought it was very, very boring. No, you thought it was sorry. boring? I, 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 yeah, I tried to get into it, I, I, after, it was after the podcast, and I thought I'm going to watch it, and Lorraine went to bed, because she was working, so it was just me, I put the lights out, put it on, full attention, and it just kind of, Dragged on and on and on about it. Is, I'm not denying it. There's no exciting instant in it. There's no there, sort of like, no, it's very no, much it's a, a snapshot of life, but that's kind of what I enjoyed about it. I thought yeah. it was very much um, so. It, it was very well shot. The black and white was well done. Um, the soundtrack was was kind of good, you know, kind of jazz piano in the yep, background. Love and stuff that. Like that. Tessa Thompson was kind of stretching the accent, I thought, at times. Slightly, yes. Ruth Ruth Nagel was good in it. Um, Skarsgård was good in it. Um, me. A kind of subtly horrific performance from him. He was not a nice person, but it was yeah. it was not as which we'll go on in another film we're gonna talk about, it wasn't as overt as it could have made it, um, which I appreciated. Yes. Um you know, it's very it's, easy to be like sort of just a spiteful racist in film. You know, yeah. you easily you can spit to have that sort of to be actually quite charming and then you suddenly come out yeah. with something that makes you a horrible person. That was actually it's, it's a more yeah, it's almost a more believable way of you know being because like we all see the people on TV who are sort of like we think are like sort of just overtly racist go, well, that's it's a caricature. This didn't yeah. it has didn't feel caricature, it felt like it felt annoyingly real, like you felt like it, he almost didn't realize he, he was racist almost. Yeah, felt, that, yeah, yeah, which I guess. Do you, I think it was the twenties. It was set the thirties, possibly. Right. And um, back then, it, it, you know, wouldn't have been um, the, the the comments that were made back then would have been perfectly 
acceptable comments, well, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, so exactly what you're saying. Um, Rebecca Hall directed it. Um, yes. Apparently it was from... A book. But um, her, her granddad was... Her was granddad there. was... He passed as white, but he had mixed race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of... Yeah, she, she heard the stories and stuff like that, so I guess that's why she, she undertook it. Um, to see a lot of shit now and people saying, you know, why is a white woman making this film? Like, go fuck yourself. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, why I'm sorry is it exclusively to have to be black to make the movie now do you know what I mean she's got also as well you look at it and she's taken from her own personal experience she's, she has yeah. got first hand knowledge she's heard the story from her granddad exactly. why yeah. Not yeah. yeah just people being shitty for the sake of being shitty yeah. um, I appreciated the artistry of it um, definitely but I, I just felt it just bored me sorry man it is um, a bit of an indie film it is sort of one of the films yeah. it's, it's a mood yeah. piece in many ways it's, 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 it's not like I said, there's no exciting instant in it. So you are yeah. kind of watching this world unfold and these few people unfold as a character study in many ways. So it's dialogue driven, yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. almost if you're not quite in the mood for it or you're not quite in the right headspace for it, it maybe will sort of come across as quite dull. I can understand I can totally yeah. I can totally understand that. Um but I thought it was I, I was I'm captivated by Ruth Neger. Everything Ruth Neger does, I think, is quite She's, she's got this real movie star quality to her. She's a great it's actress, yeah. So I'm very much infatuated with what she does on um, camera. I've, could see it maybe getting mentioned in Oscars first. Yeah, and it's not. It's, it pretty much disappeared yeah. from the, the chat. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I really wish she would get a, a, a wee nod for like support, uh, support actor or even just an acting nod because I feel she deserves something for that role because she's so subtle with it and she's, she's so buttoned up with it and she's, you yeah. can see there's something busting to get out there but she managed to keep a lid on it but could, it's just, I think it's a really wonderfully subtle performance she gives and it's just a shame that probably it will get forgotten about, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I did. I did watch it. So yeah. on your recommendation, I done exactly what you said. Um, yeah. Not an awful film, but yeah, yeah, maybe I just wasn't rude. But it just kind of just got to a point where I was like, you know, hurry up. Um, yeah, I get it. There is a point where it's sort of one of those things, but it will. You have to be in the mood for it. Um, yeah. On that, have you watched? Have you given any interest to the? Because everyone's talking about this now. The Beatles Get Back documentary on Disney. No, there's nothing worse I could think of than watching the eight hours of the Beatles. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the Beatles. Fair um, enough. I, I, I like the kind of big tracks, you know, the big, the big hits. Yeah. I know, I know the big songs and stuff like that. But I've, I've never been a huge, huge fan. Um, yeah. Appreciate contra- what they did, but not a huge fan of them. Yeah, controversially, I do think they're overrated. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think I haven't watched it either. I, I was intrigued to watch it. I've got a friend who's a very big Beatles fan. He's loving it, but he's mm-hmm. told me that I will not like it. It's very much just a camera watching them in a room for you know three hours and just start seeing yeah. them. You know, discover songs and discover how to play, and it's just—it's very much like you're, you're a very voyeuristic documentary. You're just sitting watching it, and it does sound like it needs an editor. You know, to try and maybe trim it down to a fair bit, but they obviously haven't done that. They've went for this sort of full epic immersive affair, and it's sort of maybe one of those things. If I'm home alone on a really wet, windy January evening, and maybe I'll put it on and sit and watch it, but I don't see myself just sort of passively putting it on. It sounds like the kind of thing I would maybe, if I was going to watch it, it'd be like half hour at a time perhaps. I mean, half hour That's cup of tea. That's equally what I've heard as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could sit. Yeah, with any length of time watch it. But yeah, I, I'm not, just not a massive fan of the Beatles, um, which, uh, again, the, the people shit me when you say that and mm. you get this backlash of, you know, how can you say that? And it's just, I just don't, I don't like that much. I mean, yeah. a few good songs, but you know, man. Yeah, um, my favorite Beatles but, song, apart is the one song everyone who likes the Beatles hates, and that's Maxwell Silver Hammer. I think it's a great I song. I quite like that. Apparently, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the Beatles. Some people go, "No, that's a crap song." We can right, we can take that out of the discography. I'm going, "No, I like that song. That's a, yeah, I, I like I, I, good narrative song." It's not a bad song at all. I'm, I've come through a bit of a war here just now with um, Queen. Um, I, I was uh, my dad was a massive, massive Queen mm. fan, um, and I grew up listening to them. Um, and then I hit like, my kind of 20s and I just kind of stopped listening to them and kind of went right off them. And then yeah. in the past maybe year or two, I've just kind of found this love affair with them again. Mm. You know, it's just something just rekindled and there's been a few documentaries I've caught and stuff like that. And I've started putting on playlists and stuff like that. And I've just found this whole new love for Queen again, which I'm, I'm glad I found. Yeah. Because... Um, the love I've got just now, I can remember having that love when I was younger. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And kind of all these memories are kind of... You know, being a wee kid and I'm blasting the background and stuff mm. like that. So I'm glad I've glad I've rediscovered that. But yeah, also, it's been a, a resurfaced. Good is still good, you know. It doesn't matter what yeah. yeah. Classic like, you for know, reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're a massive band for a reason. They've been selling billions of records for god knows how long for a reason. They are a good band. Mm. Um although I've still not seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet. 
Don't. It's terrible. Shit. Awful. <laughs> a true embarrassment of a movie. But it's one man's opinion. Um, I know the woman sitting not far from me right now who absolutely adored it and loved it. I thought it was a pile of shit, to be honest. Um, I'm not in any rush to see it. I've heard some other things. So there's no there's no massive rush to see it. I'll get to it when I get to it. Yes. Um, I don't think it's it's not a particularly great biopic. I feel it's made too much with love of the, the sort of to protect the brand. Of the of mm. Queen, and I always I said this to when I was watching, going, the people who like Queen, they accept that um, Mercury was gay, but they don't want to see him being gay. Yeah, they don't want to see him with a boyfriend or kissing a guy or engaging the men. You know, they talk about these amazing parties that he had. Boy, and those amazing parties, he was railing fucking anything with an asshole. Essentially, he was just fucking mm. anything. The guys who are like now in their sixties who love Queen back and you know back don't want to see that version of Freddie Mercury. They want to see. They want to see the. Um, they're not Kiro and not the, aye, the they do want to, almost. Yes, yeah, they don't yeah. want to see the, the you know that that side of Freddie Mercury. So because of that, they don't really show any of that in the film. You know, they they, they actually focus more on that. I'm not I'm, you know, I'm not going to get a big human rap thing here, but they focus more on the film on the engagement he had at one point with a woman, as opposed to yeah, any yeah. sort of um, life he had with any sort of man. Which is going like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, because. I, and a, a well-known gay icon. Yeah. You know, yeah, again, totally. it's trying well, to protect the brand of the people who like Queen don't really want that side of Freddie Mercury, essentially. Which is shite, because, yeah, he was like, that's what made him Freddie Mercury as yeah. well. I mean, that, that was him as well. You can't yeah. just, you know, fucking straight wash it, I guess. Right. That's, 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 that's very much, it's, that's the way they put it, straight washing it. Whereas the, the old yeah. John one has no shame in what it's doing. You know, it, it's oh, no. all out there very much in front yeah. of Yeah. Um, oh, one more thing I also watched um, before we move on to things we've done. Um, He-Man Revelations Part 2 dropped to Netflix. First one got a really bad rap. Yes, the second one was better. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I don't care if I spoil or not. It's not a spoilers, but um, our... Beloved Mr. Smith, who, you know, I've, I've got a lot of adoration for Mr. Smith, yeah. as you do. Um, he, he put in a fisting joke shamelessly. Yes, I heard this, um, yes. Which he was apparently bragging about as well. And uh-huh. just, it was horrible. It was like, it was unnecessary Aye. completely. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, fucking grow up. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Like, you know, you're a fucking grown man now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you're beyond fucking stuff like that. Do you know I mean, especially in... What is did he write that one or did someone else write it? No, I think he wrote that one as well. Okay. Um, and he was very proud of the fact, I think he's kind of went on a lot of social media and, you know, and saying he fought to keep it in there and stuff like that. So he's very, very proud of it. It was cheap and nasty and very just fucking lurid. It, was, it wasn't nice at all. Um, okay. It was really, really, like, it made me cringe. It was like, Kevin, you're a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um he, he almost redeemed himself with us, you know, second season, which was a lot, lot better. And then he done that. And I'm like, oh no, Kevin, don't why? Do you know what I mean? He's he's this stuff like that needs to be kept for Jane Silent Bob. You know what I mean? That's the universe that belongs in. Um you don't need to put it into what is essentially a kid's fucking cartoon. Um, I think I don't imagine there's many people who are a big fan of Kevin Smith movies suddenly just gravitating towards because he's making because I'm a huge I'm a massive Kevin Smith fan. I'll watch yeah, Kevin Smith yeah. because I'm not going to watch Master Universe or He Man, whatever it's called, uh, Master Universe, I think it's called. Yeah. Because I have no interest in the, I have no interest in that character. I have no interest. Yeah. I never played with a kid, I never watched it as a kid. So nothing about it is interesting to me. So yeah. if he's putting that in there to try and attract the Kevin Smith fan, I think it's going to fall on deaf ears because I don't think you watch it because you're a Kevin Smith fan. I think you watched it because you're a, a fan. He-Man fan. Yeah. He-Man fan, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, It seems pointless. The only animated thing I'm looking forward to on Netflix coming out soon is Camp Cretaceous Part 4. Oh, which is coming out next this week, possibly. This week, next week, possibly, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to that. I'm very excited for that as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Masters of the Universe, a lot better second season. Still, okay. still, you know, kind of fell short of what I was hoping it could have been, maybe should have been, but better than the first season. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to the stuff we'll both watch just now. So, yeah. Um, it's, for first, we don't normally talk about TV that much, but we'll talk about it this week, and that is the Mar- uh, Marvel Disney TV show called Hawkeye, um, which is obviously the continuing adventures of everyone's... Jer- Jeremy Renner. Least, <laughs> everyone's le- least favourite um, Avengers. He's, he's my favourite. I've, I've always liked Hawkeye. I, okay. I, 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 I kind of like the, I like the ordinary guy. Do you know what I mean? He's like, what's your powers? Yeah, I can shoot 
Billy Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of see him, I guess, probably when you're looking back to Infinity War, mm. um, when they go He's back to his it. house. No, what's one to go back to his house? Civil War. Civil War, and you're like, He's kind of the heart of the team. Do you know what I mean? That yes, he's yeah, he's very he's, much the heart of the team, and he's married yeah. to Linda Calandini, which he obviously absolutely you know everyone loves. Yeah, Linda. yeah. So you yeah. appreciate that. He's definitely punching well above his weight, even as ever as an Avenger, he's still definitely you know, <laughs> at that point. Um, so, but this this the Hawkeye series, we're not going to spoil it. I've, only, I've seen three, you've seen two. We're not going to spoil it for anybody yeah. who hasn't seen it. Um, it's it is about Hawkeye, but it's more about the new Hawkeye, which is um, yeah, Kate Bishop, who is sort of a young. A woman who is sort of obsessed with um, Hawkeye because she sees him sort of basically during the Battle of New York um, and she basically becomes the world's greatest archer or second best or first Ooh, best, depending on what, yeah. what it is. Um, <laughs> their paths cross for reasons that we're not going to spoil why they cross, yeah. but um, they cross and they have to go on an adventure to try and stop something or find something or do something, essentially. Um, I liked it. I, I've really enjoyed it. Well, I've enjoyed the first three. Um, the first two I thought were really well done. So the third yeah. one's also excellent, by the way. Um, yeah. First two, I thought, on top of them, are really well done. It's a nice, it's a nice tone. It's 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 light. It feels it's, mm. it's it's ground level, but it is quite light. It's very funny. I'm really enjoying yeah. the sort of the hero worship aspect that that she has towards him. It's very uh, cute, isn't it? Very very cute. Cute, yeah. She has very much a fangirl for most of the first two episodes. Yeah. And she sort of <laughs> she is very much in that way. Um, I, it, it, it's just it's really enjoyable. I think some of the stuff. Either Marvel's telegraphing it way too easily, or it's a real double bluff. You know, like the Vera Farmiga character mm. is has evil written all across her face, which yeah. is either going to be obvious or it's a double bluff. I'm not entirely sure yet. She, but she, does she's not. Yeah, it, it does seem. Yeah, you know, you can always see her cackling and stroking the yeah. cat in the background. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's literally one way, one step away from being like the, the, uh, <laughs> the witch is still white right now. So it's like yeah, um, pretty much, pretty much. What I'm really liking about it. Um, it's the, 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 the Christmas, no, the Christmas vibe. It's I like that very, well. very, very Christmassy. It's well, like, wow. It's... I like the fact it's got, it's set in a big world, but it's got a very small problem. They have yeah. to do something Aye. to help her. He just wants to go home to see his family. And it's sort yeah. of, it's it's quite small stakes. It's not, it's not end of the world. Like one division was very much end of like sort of new realities kind of spinning yeah. off. You had yeah. Same with Loki. Again, I love Loki. I thought it was great. Again, it's sort of, it's a big story. Yeah. Capri Winter Soldier, it's well, it's 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 what it was. Um, but that story felt bigger. Yeah. That, this yeah, feels very is... much like the John Hughes version. It's almost planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Of he needs to get home for Christmas, and that's his, he wants to try and do this job as quickly as possible so that he can have Christmas. And you kind of see in his reactions as well, you know, the kind oh. of, you know, the size of the rolls of the eyes go for fuck. I yeah. just want to get it is very much says, just let me go home. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But no, I, I, I'm really enjoying it, and it's got the dog in it as well. Um, yep. I had to look up um, the dog who it was, and the dog's an established character as well. Yes, very much so, yes. Which yeah. I, I didn't know until I looked up. I was like, okay, yep. right, because I, I thought the dog was a, a Samuel Jackson reference, which it's not. No, um, it's an actual not, character in the, in the Hawkeye stories, yeah, yes. in the Hawkeye um, stories, which is really, really cool as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm enjoying it. It is really light-hearted, um, you know, stupid things like the LARPing scene. That, that was quite funny, I mean, yep. Hawkeye doing LARPing and stuff like that. Um, so you see her, you know, hero worship and him just like going to just, you know, fuck off. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean, it's really, really nice. But then it's got those sweet him with the kids and stuff like that in it as well. So it's got that sweet family kind of element. Yep. Um, and then just that Christmas vibe. It's the most Christmassy thing I've seen yet. Um, yeah. It, it makes me feel like, you know, Christmas is coming and that's really... Well, it finishes like literally two days before. I think it finishes like the twenty third yeah. or something. So it's it's yeah. supposed to finish right before Christmas as well. My only worry right now, and I like I said, I'm three episodes in. You're only two episodes in. It seems to be putting a lot in now, and there's a lot of story there. And mm. what you know, can they land it all in the final three episodes? Three episodes yeah, that's, I, says, that, that's my worry right now. It's a really short show, isn't it? Uh -huh. it is, it's, it's you know, and each one's all like kind of 45 minutes, 50 minutes as well. well unless so. they do a big epic finale, possibly, but it does seem like they have got a they've got a few ships to the dock or a few planes to land right now that sort of yeah. you want because it doesn't have to it doesn't have to tie up everything, it can leave stuff hanging that might be explaining sort of the movies or something like that, or it sort of can be like lead to bigger things, but it has yeah. to sort of tie up a, a good chunk of stuff right now. Yeah. Um because you know, there's a character who was in a recent Marvel film who's who's been on set and is, is going to be in this film, in this movie. Um, there's a the, you'll know it from the you've seen 
the end credit of a certain Marvel film that came out this year. It, it, yeah, 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 I I so that uh-huh, kind of appears uh-huh. in this version and it's not appeared yet. So yeah. I don't know how much they'll have to do with this, if you know what I mean. So I didn't think that character was going to have a big part in this, so I never... No, I don't think they will, but it's like, yeah. it feels like will they bring her in, bring her in, or him in, <laughs> just to almost a walkthrough and that's it done? Or is, it, is there a bigger role to play there um, for it? Because I, I had a feeling that that character might play a bigger role in like sort of the next, maybe, team-up movie. There might be that, maybe sort of like the cause of friction because it's sort of something that's mm. mentioned at the end of yeah. their own movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, and again, I'm, I think there's a few places doing this now, like Amazon's doing it as well now, with that marvellous Miss Maisel, where they used to drop all episodes at once, they're now parsing that out as well. Um, mm. I'm, I'm liking sort of the end of the binge show. Yeah. It's nice. I've always said that, man, for a while, is because I know you used to be more a fan of binging, but I've, I've always been more, I like episodes. It's that having something to look forward to. It's almost yeah. like, you know, my Wednesday is, you know, going to go home, make my dinner, I'm going to put on Hawkeye. And it's, like, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a wee buzz to, you know, you get into this kind of routine and I, I love that. You know, it's, it's, I like to be Loki and Captain America, Falcon and Winter I've done it with all of them. I come home, get ready, put on the kettle, have a cup of tea, my dinner, uh-huh. feet up, turn off the lights and like, let's go watch it. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's nice having that. Equally, I'm liking what Marvel's uh, Disney's doing, where it's sort of it's basically it's not putting everyone on at once either. It's sort of it's parceling it out. So you have the Hawkeye ends on the twenty third, and I think about a week, ten days later, you get the Boba Fett show starting. Yeah, yeah. Then I think that ends, and then something else comes out, and something, and then that ends. It's they they they've got your attention essentially. Yeah. So you're, you're going to keep, keep it. You know, it's even it's so like back in the old days, you know, it was like. X Files, you would go home and you, you know, lost. You know what I mean? You would uh-huh. be tuning in, and you know, it was like half eight on a Wednesday, and you, it's like I say, you would just get your slippers on, and it was something to look forward to. And it's, it's getting back to that, and it's a smart, smart thing to do. As I mean, you say, it's, it's giving the audience a reason to come back week after week after week. I, and also, what's really nice about it is, I know you've only watched two, and I've watched three, but essentially, there's no reason why we couldn't all be at the same point. You know, yeah. it's it's not great when, like, say, I get it and I watch all six in the one night, and then you're still catching up. We can't talk about it. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, we can now talk about it. We're all at the same point. We can all we can all speculate. We can all discuss what we think is going to happen. We can all imagine yeah. who might come into it, and then like, and it just make it's it's nice to have discussion as opposed to, you know, that constant of like, well, we, we can't talk mm-hmm. about it because person A's seen it all, person B's only seen two episodes, and it just, it, it comes less fun to discuss as, as friends yeah. really. Yeah, it's easier to avoid spoilers as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Um, definitely. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it and really loving Haley Stanfield as Kate Bishop. I really like her so, in the role. Yeah, we both we both like her, don't we? Because we've yeah. seen like, kind of bumblebee stuff like that as well. And yeah, she's she's very kind of bubbly, quite She has a bit of an old soul feel about her. Like she sort of has a, a kind of bit quite mature poise to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously she's a very yeah. young and she and she has sort of like she's a, a singer, she's an actress, she has got she's got a very big youth audience obviously but she feels like yeah. she's got a bit of a mature head on her based on like a film yeah, career obviously doing stuff definitely. like true grit and things like that back in the day yeah. so she's good yeah. i really like her anyway anyway on from, on from disney we'll go to uh, netflix with their movie that was out this week um, and that's a film called bruised directed by halle berry it's her feature film debut um, is it halle or is it halle berry I would say Halle Berry, because that's what I've, that's I've, I've never known though, because I always yeah. I will always say Halle Berry, um, but I don't I don't actually know if it's Halle or Halle. I'm sure I'm like... sure I've heard her say it as Halle, and I've heard Halle Berry. And I'm just yeah. Halle Berry. Oh. Um, so the plot of this film is she is a there's a, a UFC martial arts fighter, um, she has a big shot at the title, um, or a big shot, at a big fight, and she basically well she shits the bed essentially. She basically runs out of the octagon, yeah. and yeah, legs it. Yeah. Jumps the cage and jump the cage and legs it, yeah, which yeah. in fairness, totally do myself. I, I, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not judging it in any way, shape or form. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be in a situation to begin with, but if I ever did for myself in that situation, I am getting out of that ring as quickly as possible. Um, but this unfortunately sends her life in a very much a downward spiral, uh, and yeah. we catch up with I think about five, ten years later or something like that. Four, four years, I think. Four years later, and basically, years, she's yeah. now working sort of like menial jobs. She's sort of yeah. her life is sort of basically in ruins. She's got drink problems, she's got like boyfriend problems, she's also got money problems, parent problems as well. Yeah. Um, but her boyfriend at the time basically sort of is almost sort of, she blames him for not managing her right um, and all of a sudden her, she has a son that turns back up on the scene. Or not, was it a daughter? Son? Son. 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 Turns yeah. back up on the scene and this sort of inspires her to sort of maybe try one more chance at becoming the 
fighter she can be. Yeah. Um, taking on new trainer and sort of and it's basically the rocky story of her, you know, getting ready for the next big fight and trying to redeem herself from what happened yeah. the first time yeah. around. Um, and the film you've got Halle Berry, she plays the, the, the prize fighter. Um, Aidan Cantle, um, who's in the following in Destiny Survivor, he plays the boyfriend. Sheila Atim plays the other trainer um, and sort of confidant throughout the whole film. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Adrian Lennox is in it as well. Um, and that, I think that's the kid in it. She's in Black Snake Moan and the blind side. No, sorry, that's that's a mum. That's a mum, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mom, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll start on this one. I thought it was a very decent sports movie. You know, it's it's following very usual tropes. It's not doing anything particularly um, sort of unique with it. You know, you could easily make it. It is, it is Rocky. Rocky has set the template, yeah. and everyone yeah. now follows the Rocky template, which is nothing wrong with that. Rocky is a phenomenal film. Um, but we're all very much used to this template of the sports movie. You know, the yeah, down yeah. the luck fighter, and then they sort of rise and fall and then rise again. Um Halle Berry is very good in the lead. She's not, she's not really been on screen a lot in recent years. Halle Berry, she's been mm. very much missing. Um, I remember on John yeah. Wick 3, I think she popped up in. Yeah, that was the last thing I seen her in as well. Ah, yeah. She, she yeah. has been very, you know, she made a lot of money, obviously, Halle Berry. She won an Oscar and all that kind of stuff, but she seems to have been very much, you know, absent from, yeah. from, from screens on, in recent years. She was a Bond girl, for God's sake. Um, also, Sheila Atim playing the sort of trainer. I thought she was also very good. Um, there is... I would probably say at least 20% too much story. They could have yep. cut out some of the heartache. You know, there's only so much heartache one person can take that is believable in a movie. You know, it feels like there's yeah. always... When you think it can get any worse, there's something else that happens. It's you know? like it doesn't rain, it pours. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it pours, Absolutely. and then it pours, yeah. then lightning yeah. strikes, and thunder, and they <laughs> rattle through the area, and then all of a sudden, the, you know, the cats ran away. It's <laughs> it's It needed a bit less heartache in it. And I get why there's all that kind of stuff, but I think if you're taking 20% out of it, it would still have been... A, a good sort of, you know, underdog, you know, rising, st- um, you know, challenge. Um, yeah. And I thought Halle Berry handled the direction well. Um, very solid filmmaker. Obviously, she's worked with some great filmmakers. She's obviously absorbed that by osmosis. She had a vision. This, this is her debut, isn't it? Debut film, film, yeah. Debut, debut film, yeah. 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 Um, nothing, I would say, is particularly outstanding with it. It's all, it, it again, falls in as the tropes, but it, it, it looked well. What I did notice again with a female filmmaker directing it, the the gaze is quite different. You know, you have the ring girls walking around, but everything's shot from the neck up. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Again, if you think if a man was directing that, it would probably use the full body shot, make sure you get every bit of flesh on screen. Same with the fight scenes and stuff. There was nothing, or even the training scenes, there was nothing particularly sexualized in it. Um, and even the 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 sex scenes in it were very sort of they had a purpose to them, maybe. Um, but they were done in a way that wasn't in a male gaze, I would say. It was very yeah. much from a female point of view, which, again, is, again, different and good to see. Um, and that's maybe the, diff- the difference in the, sort of just the, the ownership of who's behind the camera. But no, I thought it was, I thought it was solid. If, it's not breaking any sort of rules. It's not sort of breaking any sort of barriers. But, um, no, I thought, I, I thought it was decent um, sports fair. What about yourself? Um, very, very... Formulaic and generic. Yes, yeah, very. Definitely. I mean, this isn't. You've seen this in name a film, a boxing film, a fighting film, The Warrior, Rocky, Warrior, Rocky, you, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, yeah, Rocky Four, Rocky, Rocky Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the fucking Rockies. Um, yeah, you, everything. Yeah, yeah. You've seen this in all of them. Every it doesn't break any new ground at all. Um, Halle Berry's performance um, was amazing. She she was really good. You felt. Yep. The ache and the pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, the, the, there was just too much layered on. Um, <laughs> some of that I felt was really heavy handed, unnecessary, like um, the boyfriend part. Um, yeah, that felt a bit like it was sort of like um, it, he, was, he, he was abusive anyway, but uh-huh. they had to make him physically abusive to really vilify him. Whereas, no, he was already vilified. You didn't have to do that. To oh. move the story to the next level, you know, it could have happened at any point. Yeah. Um, and the love interest was completely like bonkers. That did that feel a bit left field, didn't it? It felt fucking like, nuts. It was yeah. like, why? Just you know, even when the questions asked to the character are saying, why? And it's like, yeah, because and you're like, it didn't add I, anything to the story. Nothing whatsoever. I thought that was a really, really odd choice. That and the boyfriend were the two, the two scenes in particular that I, I didn't get. I just didn't understand. 
Um, see, the boyfriend was a dick anyway. You didn't yeah. need to. Yeah, we've got it. You know, He's an asshole. He's fucked her over. That's all we need. Yeah, to, we don't yeah, really need to see the violence. We didn't really need the violence there. He's already an asshole. We get that. Um, the, the other performance that really kind of got to me was um, the wee boy. Mm. He was, he, I mean, it was playing, it was, in the film, he was a six year old kid. So I'm mm. going to imagine the actor himself probably wasn't much older. Yeah. Um, the, the, the wee boy um, has been so traumatized by something that happened in his life that he doesn't speak throughout the yeah. movie. And he emotes, and this is a wee kid. And yeah. fucking hell, man. It's every really time good. you see, you, your heart just bled every time you've seen that poor wee boy. Do you know what I mean? He just, yeah, he acted so well. Um, I was totally annoyed him, whoever he was. He was just totally outstanding. Um, some of the fight scenes in choreography, you can you can see that that, that Halle Berry's, you know, she, she's a kind of fifty-year-old woman, you know, trying yep. to do action. Um, it kind of comes across like that. Um, some of the choreography was a bit kind of stiff and staged and stuff like that at times. I think um, the other fighter is an MMA champion, I believe. She, she um, is, I don't uh, know, but you might be right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, so. She probably carried a lot of the kind of weight on the fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, could have been better. Like you say, some, some smart editing would have done a lot of favours. Well, if you cut 20% of the heartache out, you get the film, yeah. film under two hours at that point. But it's, I think it's about two hours and 20, roughly. Yeah, yeah it's a lo- quite a long film. If you get it under long. two hours, I think you've a much more, it'd be a much more concise story and it wouldn't feel quite as sort of meandering at times. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just some of it felt unnecessary. You you didn't have to step over that line for us to, you know, for the character to do what she done. She could have done it before you took it further. Um, yeah, and I thought that was a, a bit of a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was watchable. Um, definitely watchable. Um, for a debut, not bad at all. Was well shot. Um, yeah. script wasn't bad. The dialogue was okay. Um, but it's just a shame that. I, I don't know, is there much more you can do with that formula anyway, I, I suppose yeah. is the question. Yeah, yeah, that is the thing. It, when, a, when a formula like that is so well-trodden and, and, and sort of so familiar to us all, when you're doing the film again, you have to find something sort of slightly different to try and make it in, interesting. And yeah. I think the idea of making it from a female point of view with a female director, a female writer, um, and producers as well, and I think for a lot of, a lot of the key roles on the film. I think even the DP was also a woman as well. So yeah. you are getting a slightly different gaze on it. And it wasn't majorly just it just subtle things I noticed were slightly different. And I and I, I do appreciate that. And I feel it's something that um it, it's not making the overall story different, but it does clearly show you're watching a film from someone else's point of view as opposed to the usual white male director who's directing the I film. I think things like, um, you know, when she's, she's buying food for the kid and she can't afford it and she puts the sanitary tills back, whereas that was a male film, be like, I can't buy my cigarettes, I can't buy my beer. Aye. Gives it, a, a, you know, a different perspective. Like, you know, yeah, that's real shit that women have to go through. Do you know I mean? So it's things like that, I think, is the, the, the kind of, you know, that you don't think it as a male. Be, be uh-huh. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed, like I said, I told, I told you, I noticed it as well with when you're watching like the... Um, the, the Harley Quinn films, the difference between how Harley Quinn is shot compared to how when it's um, yeah. women behind the camera compared to the two guys who've shot her behind the camera. Yeah, the guys, it's, it's an asthma type pair of shots. Um, Essentially. Not as yeah, much in the yeah. last one, but definitely still there's still a sexualization of the character. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. in this film, I feel if it was an, a male behind the camera, it would have been, if not a sexualized version of it, because it's hard to sexualize a fight, obviously, because it is pure brutal violence, but I feel that there mm. might have been more lingering shots as she trains and things like that, you know, and the yeah. you know, sweat rolling down her and you know, possibly yeah. the love scene, and it may have been sort of more, you know, sort of again for the male fantasy aspect of it, it may have been yeah, more there. But um, with a woman directness, it, it came across, it didn't come across quite as leading as it, it can do in the, in, in the past. Same with yeah. the top, but when she gets photographed by the kid who takes a photograph of her changing her top, yeah, that was done from you know, you didn't see anything. Yeah, I, th- I feel yeah. if that had been done nowhere, if it'd been a man, then you probably would have seen at least something just to try and like yeah. sort of make a point of it. You Absolutely, know what, you know what the kid's done, so you don't really need to see anything. Um, one thing I really didn't like, and it's probably more it's me. Um, it probably does work with a film, and it's probably what the film needs was the the, the music really jarred me. Um, I don't I don't get that. That music just doesn't appeal to me at all. It's very you know kind of black hip hop rap music, very aggressive like angry music. That feels like oh, again. I feel that felt very tropey, and then and that that is the um, the soundtrack these types of films have. You yeah. know, you, you know, 
that sort of the, the, the genre of the film is that sort of that just feels that's just sort of, again it's tropey that but that's what that's what it felt like to me that that's what you get with these type of films mm-hmm. um and yeah didn't really it didn't bother me but i'm just like i just felt again that felt very much in line of like i've seen that before i've heard that before yeah yeah it wasn't yeah but yeah it kind of a lot of the songs i was like i don't I just don't like this music, which is a Aye. shit reason you know to, to criticize. But yeah, it, it is something that, that I didn't I didn't enjoy. But overall, it wasn't it wasn't a bad watch at all. Um, it's definitely a competent first first oh, directorial. Yeah. Def, out of ten, what you giving it? Um, six and a half. Out of 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Six and a half. Yeah, um, I would probably watch it again in a few years. Um, you know, it's not one that I've seen once. I'll never watch again. It's. Aye. You know, I definitely watch again. Just got, and it had your training montage. That was in there. So, you like yeah. a training montage? I, everyone likes a montage, so everyone. <laughs> Speaking of training montages, have you seen uh, Stallone? It was in the cinema last week. He'd done a re-edit of Rocky Four. No, but I've heard about it. Um, I don't know if Rocky Four needs a re-edit. I don't know. What I think Rocky Four definitely needs a re-edit. Rocky Four is horrendous. I think Rocky Four most definitely Sir, it's one of the finest Rocky films. It's we spoke about terrible. this before. It's in, in order, it was like in order, it goes like Rocky one, two, three, four. No, <laughs> Rocky four is terrible. It's fucking it's three montages of music video. That's all fucking Rocky that's, four is. That's what you. But that's what people wanted. You know that Stallone knew exactly. I mean, it, I guess it, point that, Stallone didn't know that Stallone had a different version he wanted in his head. This is like this is all the first version that we know and we've seen is like the studio version of Rocky four. He had this yeah. other version of what Rocky was like the, the other version of it. That was his idea of the story. You know, there's no there's no robot in it, for example. Which is rubbish because the robot's good. <laughs> okay. It's so I'm, like it's robot. on you can you can rent it on Amazon now, so I might rent it over Christmas and see what it's like. Really? Okay. You can let me know. But I know, know. I'm 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 happy with the memories I've got. Um, of Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky Four was one with James Brown, as it was. Yeah, that's that's a really fucking beautiful film. Yeah, right, I right, will okay. break you. It's great. I will not. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not having too many times. <laughs> Rocky Four is a terrible movie. Anyway, moving on from from Bruised, we go back to Disney Plus. One that I watched, you didn't watch. Um, you know, I told you to watch it, but we think. We kind of agreed not to watch it, but I, I said talking. I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. I said no. Okay, I, I ended up watching it just because I'm a, a glutton for punishment. And that <laughs> film is Home Sweet Home Alone. Since it's Christmas, I decided to, to delve into the Christmas spirit. Um, this is directed by Dan Mazer, who directed Dirty Grandpa, and I give it a year. Um, I give it a year is actually quite sweet. Dirty Grandpa is not sweet. It is, quite frankly. Bad. Dirty Grandpa makes me laugh, though. Is that yes. the one where Johnny, Johnny Knoxville? That- yeah. I, I don't mind that so much. It kind of makes me chuckle. I, I do like a dick joke, but you know what I mean? I could, you know, it's, it's, it's Johnny Knoxville being Johnny Knoxville. It's just a ramp up a jackass, isn't it? See, I, 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 like, I do quite enjoy jackasses, but I'm not a fan of Johnny Knoxville doing his shtick to embarrass people. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. Anyway, the plot of this it, one... Immature, Colin. Yeah, the plot <laughs> of this one is that... Once again, a kid is left at home. Um, by is it his... still Kevin, or is it a different kid now? Different kid oh, this okay. time. Different right, kid. Okay, okay. Because this is a complete reboot in the same universe, but I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Um, this one, though, doesn't focus on uh, the, the kid who's left at home as much. It focuses actually on the baddies who are trying to invade the house because they're trying to get something back that they believe has been stolen by the, the kid who's in the house. Um, and it's him defending his house against these incompetent baddies. Is he, is he trying to get something Sounds familiar, sir. <laughs> it's been done before. Yeah, I won't lie. Um, in the film, you've got Ellie Kemper. Everyone knows it's Kimmy Schmidt. If you're, if you're watching... Um, no, I don't Kimmy know Schmidt. Kimmy Sch- no. Kimmy no. Schmidt's very, very funny. You'd like it. Um, you've also got Rob Delaney, who's well-known in the comedy circuits. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Timothy Simons, who pops up in all the Veep shows and things like that. He's, you've got, he's got a facial recognise. Um, I, think, I think her name is Aisling Beer. She's an Irish comedian. Um, she's oh, also in it as well, playing in America, playing British, unfortunately. Um, Ali Mackey and also Archie Yates plays a young kid who's left at home. Okay, who's so, Ali Mackey? Alison Mackey? No, I, I can't remember exactly who it is. Right, um, cool, okay, okay. It's not Alison Mack, no. She's going to say, oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to say that. She's not getting out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. This film has got a shit ton of funny people in it, right? It's got a lot, a lot of funny people in it. You know, Ellie Kemper makes me laugh. Rob Delaney makes me laugh. Um, also, the guy from, oh, I can't remember his name now, but he's in 30 Rock as Dr. Spaceman. 
Oh yeah, he's funny. He's, he's funny. funny as hell. Yeah. Yep, he's also yeah. in he's in Archer and stuff like that. He pops up in mm-hmm. it as well. Keenan from Keenan and Kel, who's very funny on Saturday Night Live, he pops up yeah. in it as well. So an exceptionally funny cast who are in this film. Um, but they're fortunately given a very weak script that nullifies all of their comedic talents. And the boy would have become very, very unfunny. Um, cringy. Not cringy, but the re- the refocus on the baddies means that. The reason why they're doing it is basically they're trying to save their house. So they, they, the guy's lost his job and he's going to lose his house and have to, you know, sell the house and move somewhere else with his kids and his wife, down downgrade obviously, and and they're sort of on, on struggling financially. They find something that may save them financially that they think has been taken by this kid, so they want to get that back. So you understand the the reasoning behind it, yeah, and. The punishment that this child dishes out on them is absolutely not in proportion of what is required on these people, you know. Whereas all the Home Alone movies are very The difference is the sticky bandits, they're out and out bad guys. They they're doing it to to be they're doing it for bad reasons. They they just want things, you know, they just want what's not there. So you get the idea of like punishment to them on them is justified in every way. The punishment on these people is not justified. It could all be very easily sorted out by a very quick conversation, like, oh shit, no, that's that's not that doesn't obviously there's misunderstandings that sort of cause it obviously yeah. to make the plot drive along. But ever you watch them going, they don't deserve to be set on fire. That seems like way too much fucking punishment. Um and <laughs> the lead kid is he's not charming, he's he's literally irritating. Yeah. Um and like I said, the script is so weak, there's a lot of jokes in it. I'm going. Kids are not going to get that. They have a Scarface joke in it. Yeah, which, yeah, kids don't get it at all. No. Yeah. If they and I don't do get it, then you need to question your parent at that yeah. point. If your kid gets that fucking joke, yeah. And I don't know if this is here for the adults to try and make them sort of watch it and sort of idea of like, oh, there's something for yourself. Because there is a character from the original Home Alone that pops up in this. Right. Um, I didn't recognize what it was him until I didn't know who it was. I, to, I, I get. I recognise the name on his badge. It says McAllister. I'm trying to figure out who it was. Mm-hmm. I figured I figured out who it was. So, but again, that's there for the, the adults. I don't really think it's worth. I think it's worth. I don't think it's really worth it. Having that there to make it, you know, make it tie into the universe. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I didn't. I am the probably of quite a low percentage of my generation who think the original Home Alone films are pretty shit. Like I really don't like them. I think they're really poor films in the sense that. They're two and a half hours long, and only about half an hour was actually worth watching. It was two and a half two hours of basic yeah, filler. because I'd watched um, last year, I'd watched the original Home Alone with Caleb, uh-huh. and I'd forgotten that the first hour and 20 minutes is nothing. Uh-huh. Um, it is in the last 30 minutes that Home Alone actually takes Happy. place. Yeah. And you, you forget, I mean, you're watching it, you're, you know, because I was telling Caleb, oh, and this happens, that happens, and then I'm sitting there watching him, like, oh, you know, he's getting bored, and you could just see him fidgeting and twitching and fidgeting oh. and twitching. Um, yeah, he enjoyed the film when it had finished, but the wait up until the actual film starts is horrendous. Aye, even it's, like the, the, the Lost in New York one is, is over two hours long, and it's mm. like it, the first two hours and like 10, or first hour and 40 minutes of that film. It's just him sort of wandering New York, making friends with pigeon ladies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they finally yeah. get to the point where he actually wants to like sort of hurt people. And that's that's all you're waiting for. Um, you want to see Kevin up in the the, the bad guys, yeah? yeah. It's like, fucking hell, man! I don't care about the story. Hurry up! I move get. You know, it's like something you watch, like you know, the Transformers film. Just get to some fucking Optimus Prime. That's all I want. <laughs> um, so I'm saying, I enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed the originals, which is to say, not that much. I won't lie. There was a couple of chuckles I got from it because you have got comedy actors. Who can be funny and they can and they can mm. sell a joke, mm-hmm. and there was a few one ones I did. I, I got their performance and it made me laugh, but for the most part, the the performers were vastly underserved by the by the script. And I feel like yeah. you know, I get why I've done it because obviously probably a good payday working for Disney, Disney Christmas film. It's going to make a lot of banks. You know, it's going to it's going to do well. It's going to be a good kind of earner for them over, over their careers. But um, they deserve better. They they, yeah. they they definitely deserve a better vehicle for them to use their comedy talents and I'd, I'd, I'd watch everybody in it again and something else but not this not this again no, this sort is why I did not want to watch it <laughs> I didn't get anything I didn't expect I didn't get anything from it I didn't expect but yeah. so I, I'm, int- I'm always intrigued it's like you know it's like when you see something in the menu you go I know what that might taste like but I'm still a wee bit intrigued by it I want to try it anyway give me a lick yeah, <laughs> I want a lick and I got a lick <laughs> um, would it, out of 10 what would you give it though? 8 or 4 
Oh, that I was expecting more, but um, so of course not. Like I said, the people in it are all the people in it are all very good, and they and they yeah. know and they can all like sell a joke, and our moments they can sell a joke well, um, but just like I said, not enough, and they were not given enough chance to sell the joke. Do you think it? Do you think it'd be better served in a family environment? Like we were sitting watching with a few kids. Do you think it would land better then? I don't think. I think kids will get bored by this. Honestly, I do. Yeah. I don't think there's enough even in it being for kids. To yeah. be honest, you cool. know. I don't, cool. Yeah, I think kids will watch it and go. I'd rather be on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shall not be watching this film no. then. So you have you have sealed its fate. Um, yeah, so we'll confine it to the annals of Christmas past and move on to yes. Christmas future. What will not be on our list? Do we we watch Christmas films every day during Christmas and an absolute mad? Annoying advent calendar way, um, and every year, every year you always find one new one. Yeah, maybe it's put into rotation and something else drops out, and you know, mm. we always find a wee, a wee like last year. I think it was close. We found that's one that's going to put on our list this oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, really, really enjoyed that one. Really lovely film. And um, this film will not be on the um, <laughs> in the list of it no. will not be it will not be recurring next year. Let's just say that way. Okay. Cool. Um, on from that, we go to a Sky movie, a Sky movie original, which yeah. generally has been a um, signifier of, Shades. let's say, average and differing quality. Yes, <laughs> um, they have, they have the, the hit ratio is not been strong. It's I can't. I'm, I'm actually trying to think of like what a, a good Sky original and. Nothing at all springs to mind. No, I'm the same. I mean, that, so that football one, final score, it wasn't good. Yeah, the hurricane heist wasn't very good either. You've had, yeah, yeah, there's not been anything all, really great. They're all pretty poor, aren't they, really? Yeah, they are pretty bad. Although yeah. there is one that, that um, me and Lorraine need to watch. It's all about Clarice Cliff, the kind of ceramic plate maker back in the, the 20s and stuff like that, because Lorraine's got a few plates. That's the one she's she the, the medium as well. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, she she makes like kind of designs for ceramic plates and stuff. Um, yeah, and it's has got a collection, you know. So she's she's kind of got a vested interest. So we're going to watch that. Um, so um, a film about ceramic plate making sounds absolutely riveting. Well, I, I think it's about um the, the female struggle in a male dominated ceramic industry. Oh. So I think you find is what the film's about. I'll watch anime. <laughs> I watched anime for similar reasons. Yes. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, <laughs> this one is called A Boy Called Christmas, as we're following yeah. on the Christmas theme. Um, yeah. Directed by Gil Keenan, um, who directed film the animated film Monster House a few years ago. Remember that one? Oh, I like Monster House. I like the Monster House a lot, yeah. Um, Monster House freaks my kids out. They won't watch it. They're, it's generally scary. They're, they're, it's they they, they yeah. are terrified. Yeah. Even my teenage daughter, who's like 14 now, if I say, do you want to watch it? She's like, no, I'm no. not watching that. It's they're a very good film. Um, <laughs> also directed a film called City of Ember, which wasn't that great, and also directed the remake of Poltergeist, which I frankly think is a, an abortion of a movie. Yeah, uh, it's not yeah. a good film at all. Yeah, no. yeah, Shame. Yeah. Um, he also was a co-writer on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So he's, uh, so he's having a good year yeah. so far. Um, yeah. The plot of this film is... The young boy um, living in the sort of Laplandian wilderness, perhaps, is yeah. the best way to put it, yeah. Um, um, Finland, has, I believe it is. Finland, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it Finland? Um, no, it's not Finland, because Lapland's in Finland. Um, but yeah, it, it's not, it's somewhere else, which I thought was weird, because it's like, that's not a yeah. Christmas is from. Anyway, yeah. sorry, a digression. <laughs> anyway, his father leaves the house um, for reasons, and he goes off on an adventure to try and find his father. Yeah. That's basically on the way, he encounters many extraordinary people and mm, yes. things yes. that put him on a, on a journey that will eventually result in him being Father Christmas. That's not a spoiler, that's in the very opening of the film. A boy called Christmas. Christmas yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the title, so yeah. This is, this, is basically <laughs> the, this is basically a Santa origin story, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a good origin story, Um it's the Iron Man of Santa, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Weirdest um, comparison, but yeah, yeah okay, I'll yeah. give you it. Okay, that's what it is. Um, you've got in the film, you've got Maggie Smith playing the sort of narrator yeah. of the film. You've got yeah. Joe Fry playing the dad of someone. You've got Henry Lawful, he plays a young boy called Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Merchant is the voice of a mouse. Jim Broadbent is the king. Sally Hawkins is a sort of, is she a queen? What is she in it? She, she, she's a, an elf queen. An elf queen. You've got Kristen yeah. Wiig playing an evil stepmother, or an evil step aunt. Evil, evil aunt, yeah. Evil aunt. yeah. And you get Toby Jones playing a sort of elf, elf. helper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've talked a lot recently. What did you think of this one? 
Um, I liked it, but I don't know why I liked yeah. it. Um, it was pure guff, uh, pure cheesy shit, and it was mm. absolute nonsense, but I liked it. Um, yeah. I thought the, the boy wasn't great, um, unfortunately, who played. Well, yeah, great. I was with that. I don't think the boy was that good in it. He, um, he wasn't bad, but there's some other child actors in it who I thought showed him up a wee bit, like the young girl playing the 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 the, the fairy. The, the fairy. Yeah, I thought she was very good. She sort of really brought it in the film, and he yeah. felt a bit like sort of underwhelming yeah. next to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, the CGI was a bit off as well. At times. There's definitely budget uh, constraints, I would say. Yeah, yes. it was a bit yeah. a bit jarring with the CGI. Um, the story itself was quite sweet. Um, I don't think you give it enough justice, you know, because it starts out, you know, he lost his mum and his yeah. mum went on an adventure, discovered this magical land, um, forward to the future and the kingdom's miserable and the king sends everyone on a quest to find hope. His dad yeah. goes to find hope. Um, his aunt's a bitch, the wee boy kind of leaves to go and find his dad and, you know, that, that kind of takes him to, to this magical world of... Like I said, Iron like Man. Yeah, and then he escapes from the cave and makes a robot. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, 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 the kind of the, the standouts, I'll go, I'll go with the positives because the negatives are just stupid things. Um, yeah. the, the positives, um, Stephen Merchant was was genuinely sweet and funny as the mouse. Yes, he um, was. I, yeah, I enjoyed like his yeah. role as a mouse. Um, Toby Jones was, was as usual, solid. Um, he done Not enough, but very good, yeah. He wasn't. Jim Broadbent always... Always does great. Always uh, brings it, yeah. You know, it's that those eyes are his twinkle, don't yeah, they? Yeah, just, agreed, you, agreed. Know, you, you look at him and you're like, he's he's having fun making that. Um, Kirsten Wick was having a good time as well. I think all, all the kind of big names came in and done a competent role. Uh, you know, they just done their part competently, and and you know, off they went. Um, the wee boy let us down, and, and it was hard because he's the main character. Um, that and the CGI. You know, I feel was, though that Kirsten Wick's role, they wanted Emily Blunt and couldn't get her. Possibly, maybe. <laughs> it felt maybe, very Emily Blunt. Maybe. Me, yeah. Um, it, I thought it was weird that Chris Mug was in it. Uh, I was uh, not enough. So was like, is, 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 two scenes. Yeah, I was like, is that? And I was like, it is. And then I was uh-huh. like, that's really weird. Um, the bit where he ate the soup was sad. That bit yeah. kind of got me a wee bit. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 it looked proper. I was like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, it was a nice Christmas fuel movie. Um, yes. You know, kind of gives you, you know, why he becomes Santa. It, Introduces blitz and the reindeer. all the lore and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know why he gives presents and all that. So you know, as a service to, to what it was, you know, a, a, a Christmas movie, it mm. ticks all the boxes um, yeah. really, really, really well. And I think kids in particular would, would enjoy this one a lot yeah. more than they would Home Alone um, or or something like that. It's a lot more kind of wholesome. Although I did think that the, the pixie was quite violent. We are exploding heads. It's like that's a bit. Nasty. <laughs> I mean, no more violent than the pixie and Scrooge. You know, who's had the well, one? Yeah, she, she's insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I, thought, I thought that was a bit, you know, because it was quite gentle and sweet until then. And then she's like, yeah, I just blow heads up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange thing to do. And yeah. um, the dad, um, he was quite good. He was the guy that was in uh, the one with Kelly Kuko, wasn't he? The love interest that got murdered. Oh, was he? Yeah, the air hostess. He's yeah, he was that. So he oh, was, I thought I recognised yeah. him. Oh, okay, okay. I actually thought he was all right as well. He wasn't too Again, bad. Um, every adult had very limited scenes in it. They didn't have much. Yeah, in they it. didn't have a, even Jim Broadbent. You know, was, what, like two scenes essentially. Two scenes in it. Same with Toby Jones. Two or three scenes. So they were there. They turned up, and let's see, everyone in them, you know, competently done their jobs. Enjoyed it again. Um, they just could have done a wee bit more charisma for the lead, the wee boy. But yeah. it, I guess it's hard with child actors, you know. It is very, it is very hit and miss. Um, yeah. Not not every kid's Macaulay Culkin, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 What did you think of it? Um, I'm I'm kind of the same as you. I thought it was a really enjoyable, kind of fun family festive flick, which is good alliteration. Mm. I'm proud of myself for that one. <laughs> um, it has got with it, the, the structure has got very strong Princess Bride vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maggie, Maggie. Also, Maggie Smith was yeah wonderful as well. Yeah. Maggie Smith is Colombo in this one. She's Peter Falk in this, essentially. She's yeah, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And and I like the fact they even do this the the, the um the princess bride thing of like cutting back to him and going like oh uh-huh. this, this can't recover from this you know, you've you've done this you've done that and yeah like, don't, wait don't, till the end wait till the end you know you've got yeah. to see how it works. <laughs> they, they do they do take a lot from the princess bride yeah, um, yeah but it does 
the characters don't have the same punch as the Princess Bride. There's no yeah. one I can remember, like, sort of... I mean, I've only seen it once, so maybe that's part of the problem. Mm. But I still remember the Princess Bride poster. I've got the poster behind me on the wall right I now. Can see, I know, all, every week I look at it and I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a lot of love for the Princess Bride, so it's one yeah. of those things where it, when, you try, when you do swing for the Princess Bride, it's it's a tough ask to try and, to try and hit yeah. that mark. You know, it's, you're, yeah. you're swinging against the best at that point. But like yeah. you said, kids are all having fun. Yeah. So the cast are all having fun. The, the kids, yes, the young boy isn't great, but he is still on the right side of charming and not annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not great and he doesn't get... He's just, he's just not... He doesn't shine it as what it is. He's not an irritating child actor who yeah, you want to spend no. any time if you're actually quite happy to watch him. Yeah, um, yeah. There's nice little emotional moments in it, like you said, about the soup and things like that and um, mm. so, all, all that kind of stuff. But it does kind of drag in the middle a little bit. It does seem to sort of mm. be down a little bit. So, I mean, I think, it, I think it's kind of under two hours, but it felt a wee bit longer than that. It did, yeah. It felt a bit labelled at times, yeah. Um, so, but you've said many a time, editing just now seems to be a lost art at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem is, is you know, editors are le- left to their own devices. When and... you see a film that's 90 minutes or less, you're genuinely just ex- exalted with the fact that I might just trim something down to that point. Because it yeah. usually it just, you notice how quickly a film flows at 90 minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah. leave there's me def- wanting more. Don't leave me wanting at the end. Yeah, there's definitely some fat that can be trimmed from this. Um, yeah. you know, d- d- without a doubt, without a doubt. But I would say probably Sky's Cinema's original film's best so far. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. have to do a wee deep dive to find out what the other films have done are, but I, I really can't think of anything that would go. Yeah, definitely, this. definitely, the top three anyway at the very least. Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it, I mean, it made you feel festive, and that's it. I, I guess if you watch a Christmas movie, you came out feeling festive. Yeah, t- it's done it. Right. Do you know what I mean that's what it's there to do? Is it's a Christmas movie for a fucking reason? Do you know what I mean? It's it's to give you that nice warm feeling and come out, you know, feeling that wee bit more hope that. The world was a nicer place, perhaps. Exactly. And, and, like I said, Home Sweet Home Alone won't make it onto my festive list for next year. This one, mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee on next year, but it's definitely yeah. in the ballpark of something we might watch again at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll have it on another Christmas, as I say, maybe not for a year or two, but no, it's definitely one that yeah. I think, you know, eventually I'll get around to watching again and I'll enjoy it. Um, Stephen Merchant um, played, played a big part in kind of you know, making it more watchable. And I think if they didn't have him in it playing that character, I maybe wouldn't have been quite as good. voice to you got to bring something to that. He yeah. has got, for, for a guy who's like, you know, you think of how he looks, he's a big gangly long guy. He is, yeah. he is quite sweet in a way as well. He is, yeah, he's very, yeah. yeah. He does, he plays parts like that well, though, doesn't he? Where, he, you know, the, the kind of goofy, sweet, um, and oh, you know, silly you character. You don't feel any sort of worry when he's there. You feel like he's not going to hurt anyone. Yeah, <laughs> he probably has got a he has he probably has got a serial killer film in him somewhere. And it'd be really like, cool. Possibly, yeah, who knows? You know, he could go like that whole you know one hour photo with him um, like Ron Williams and that sort of really creepy stalker film. You know, he may get something like that in him. I'm trying but, to think if he's because you've got me thinking of what's he done that's been like a kind of horrible. I suppose uh, he played was it Cavalli played in Wolverine Logan. He's not a bad guy in that. I know, but he's a bit of a cunt. He does sell he does sell him out and stuff like that. Possibly, but he's not evil. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just trying to think that's probably the worst character I've uh-huh. seen playing in terms of, you know, you're not a nice person. Yeah. Um, but it's circumstantial. And that one, oh, I'm going to look yeah. into this. You, you've got me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that does, it, we, can, we can write a serial killer film with Stephen Merchant. He does play the homicidal computer in the Portal games. I've not played that, so I'll take a look at it. Yeah, so there, yeah. there's plenty to, to think about. But no, I would give this one... Um, Probably a six and a half, seven out of ten for this one. I'm, I'm well. exactly the same. Six and a half out of yeah. ten. Enjoyable, but yeah, um, yeah very much enjoyable. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week. Next week, we've got some interesting stuff. We've got House of Gucci, which I unfortunately didn't see. You have seen it. Um, but I think we'll probably want to talk about it together, so we'll talk about that next week. Absolutely, yeah. I really, I really want to speak to this one about you, because, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to okay. be fun chatting about we'll, it, I think. We'll that out next week, we've also got Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, um, the yeah. new version of the Resident Evil franchise. I don't know if it is which a... It, is it, a, is it like rebooting it essentially? I would imagine so because Raccoon City is where it all started. Oh, began, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's whole new characters and stuff, Mela Jovovich and stuff like that, isn't it, anymore? So I think yeah. this could be a, you know, a hard reboot as well, I think. But, but I have a, 
a weird soft spot for Resident Evil films. I don't know what it is, but I, I really like Neil Jovovich for a start, but I really have a real soft spot from any film that can actually have a virus that dries out the rivers. Um, to me, is something that is quite amazing. Also, you've got to give some plaudits to a film that is like maintained like, like, a, like a seven film series. With diminishing returns, sir, each and every fucking time. Each film is slightly worse than it, but they've still, they've still made money, you know, you know, which you've got to, you've got to admire that for it at least. But the, I think the first Resident Evil was generally a really enjoyable film. Like that laser beam scene, I think, is fantastic. And uh, That's a good scene, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I think it's a decent film. Um, obviously. That, that, this one looks like it is adhering strictly to the, the, the video game script. Yeah. You know, you've got the zombie dogs and stuff like that. So this does seem to be one that the fans have maybe been wanting to see now. So. Fair enough. I will we'll see, see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And also on Netflix, we've got a, um, a cowboy film. Um, directed by director Jane Champion called The Power of the Dog. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Kristen Dunst. Um, this and has been our, getting stunning reviews. Stunning reviews. Like, wow. Reviews. Also got our favourite, the guy from Game Night, um, whose name oh. I keep forgetting. Um, Which one? The Creepy Neighbour. Oh, Jesse Clemens. Jesse Clemens is in it as well. And I've not Damon, yet seen a film with Jesse Clemens. Yeah, I've seen bad films with Jesse Clemens. I've never seen a bad Jesse Clemens performance yet. The yeah, man Jesse delivers. Every time. It doesn't matter what he does, he's, he's immensely watchable. Yeah. He may, have given um, my performance, he may have given my performance in the year so far, which was his which, performance in Jungle Cruise, which I thought was just magnificent. Nuts. Which weird is Jesse Plemons? My introduction to Jesse Plemons was his character in Breaking Bad, who was yeah. a fucking horrible, horrible person, horrible yeah. character. Yeah. And when you look at some of the art roles that he plays, that's versatility for you right there. Yeah, man. man can do anything. Like you said, anything. Well, yeah. yeah his yeah. Jungle Cruise performance is something, you know, it's like, it's just perfection. You know, it's like, it's a different, it's a completely different film that he's in. It, but it's, he's playing it on a Giamatti level in a way oh. that Giamatti can't do. <laughs> do yeah. You know I mean? He's out Giamatti and Giamatti in the same <laughs> film. And that is, that is just magnificent work from yeah. a man. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you have to admire that. That is a skill in its own. Um, yeah. So, out yeah, Giamatti, I'll, I'll definitely watch that. So I've yes. seen a few kind of early reviews for this and I think this one's seriously like you know getting huge reviews of praise. yeah yes so, so I'm very much look forward to that sir yes very much so we'll watch that this week um, tell me what you find us um, you can find us on all the usual haunts and places um, number three beers in a movie we're on um, Gmail Instagram Hotmail Twitter Facebook um, TikTok no, we're not on TikTok. We're not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Maybe one day you'll find on TikTok. But um, look us up. Give us a wee thumbs up. We like. Let us know what you think of the films we've spoke about and the ones we're going to see. If you've seen them, let us know what you think as well. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been. Three beers in a movie.